You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the power of movement, and more specifically, we are going to focus on dance and why it is such a powerful tool and powerful medicine and just a great thing to add to your repertoire of mental health. I'm looking, I'm excited about this one. And I got to say, because you're, you are a professional trained dancer. And when I told you, I said, let's do one on dance because I am completely the polar opposite. So I, I'm super stoked to, to hear all your insights on this wonderful topic called dance. <laughs> this wonderful topic. So wonderful to start topic. us off, I thought it'd be fun if Karen, you and I just shared a, with the audience a bit what our personal connection to dance is and why we felt this was such an important topic to discuss. Okay. Sounds good. You cool. go first. Oh, I go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I wasn't, I'd never danced um, I wasn't the one that was in the bedroom cranking the tunes. Um, I had two left feet. So I was a little awkward when I danced. And with that came a lot of fear. So I was also afraid to dance because I was afraid I'd look stupid. And I also was afraid I didn't want people to watch me. So that also held me back. And also because I didn't do it and it wasn't really something we did in our family. It was not something we did in our family. I didn't have it around me to really pull that out of me. And it wasn't until later on in life when I started not caring and I started just having fun. Then all of a sudden I, you know, and I, it didn't matter anymore of how good I looked. It was more that I just got to move and, and it changed dramatically. So when I got to that point, I actually love dancing. I'm still not that good. <laughs> I'm not that good, but I love it. I get, I have such a good time and I really have a lot of fun as if everyone's having fun. Like if people get serious, then that's, then I'm going to kind of probably sneak off the dance floor. But as long as we're all celebrating, we're having a really good time and we're just trying out moves and we're just not taking ourselves too seriously, but really enjoying each other. I'm a hundred percent in, but that didn't happen until later on, later in life. That wasn't how I was when I was, when I was young. I love it. So I'm going to challenge you because I don't think that there's such a thing as being a bad dancer. And you just said you didn't think you were a good dancer a moment ago. But by the end of this episode, I want to have everyone convinced that everyone can dance and there's no such thing as being a bad dancer. Okay. So Love just going to put that out there. <laughs> Love it. Yes. So at this point, I feel as if a lot of our audience probably knows a little bit about my dance journey, but I'll take it back a little bit further for all of you. So at this, I know that we've talked about me being a dancer. I studied dance in university. That's what I have my undergraduate degree in. But if we take it back even further, my first introduction to dance was when I was probably about three or four and it was just something my mother had found. There was free dance classes for toddlers and little kids in the community. Um, we didn't have very much money when I was growing up. So that was an activity that my mom was able to take me to, take her out of my hair or out of her hair for a little bit, as well as, you know, she got to hang out with the other moms. I got to hang out with the other kids. And that was my mm. first introduction to dance. 
Um, and how old were you? How old were you? I was, I think it was three or four. Okay, I was so before quite, school. Okay. Yeah, I was really little. And I remember getting to wear a green tutu. I was very excited Aww. about it. <laughs> and all throughout my childhood, I took dance classes here and there because I just – I was a kid that wanted to do everything. I just loved being involved in sports or dance or anything. So I always did some. And actually, the majority of my dancing that I did in my youth was traditional Thai dancing. I think I've wow. mentioned before that my mom is from Thailand. So I would go to Thai wow. temple every weekend and learn from the women there these traditional Thai dances. Wow. And that's actually where – I think my love of dance really stemmed from because I saw it as something more than mm. just um, – I saw it as something more than activity. It was this way to connect with my culture and the people wow, around me and the amazing. community. Yeah. So now was it um, – did you then do a ceremony or perform or was it just – yeah, I to, would. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would perform mm. at different uh, holidays and things of that nature. Actually, once I was a teenager, I want to say thirteen or fourteen was when I first did it. I actually would get hired a lot to um, perform t- traditional Thai dancing at different multicultural festivals. Wow. So I performed different, you know, like Chinese New Year's or different Asian festivals, and I've performed like in malls before. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> And did you, you do know, wear all the adornment? Like you had all the adornment mm-hmm. on. Okay. Yeah, the right. full the full thing. Wow. Um, so the reason that I want to share that specifically is because for me, my introduction to dance was this thing of community and connection and a way for me to understand more about my heritage, my roots, and it it was all for fun and it was just for the good, the good vibes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so to speak. And I just want to assure everybody that, you know, you can see that dance can be something that's really accessible and it, and it it goes so much further than just do I look good while I'm (laughs) dancing to this song on the dance floor. (laughs) Yeah. This is great. This is really great, Brenda. Um, Mm. So to backtrack just a little, I got really caught up going down memory lane just now. Dance, movement. So in general, we know we know that movement is good for us mm-hmm. as people. Like movement boosts our energy. It strengthens our muscles and our bones. It helps increase our balance. It stimulates brain activity. There's been lots of research done about how movement, such as walking, can actually increase your cognitive performance. So there was mm-hmm. a study where... There was a group of people that did some exercise and then a group of people that didn't do some exercise. They took the same test. It was some basic math and, you know, science questions. And the people who moved beforehand had markedly better scores Hmm. because movement is good for us. It's good for us on every (laughs) every level of being a human. You know, movement is amazing. It's Mm -hmm. medicine. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. And and that's one thing I do definitely am really interested to hear more from you about is how do we communicate passionately and empower with empowerment to the people listening that when you move your feet and you move your hands and you move your body, it's good for the soul. Like it's it's good for you. And that the the people that are listening who feel hindered in that, how do they get out of their shell? 
and for people who have maybe triggers with dance, how do we untrigger that? Like all that so that we can go back to what was so natural. When you think of us as little babies, it's so natural to just do your little, these little movements to music and you watch these little children and they just naturally know how to move. And along life's way, we stopped doing that. And I was reading an article and I cannot remember where I read it. So please, I know you've heard this too. Even within the privacy of your own home, very few people dance. It's not even something people do when no one's watching. Men and women, they won't do it. And it's like, well, where did we lose that along the way in our culture, in our society, where even in the privacy of our lives, we will not move. We will not, you know, we'll listen to music while we're cooking, but do we listen to music while we're cooking and dancing, <laughs> you know? So I'm really interested in this movement thing. This That's really, I'm really drawn to that. Well, and when I hear you say that, Karen, obviously this is just my opinion. However, I can't help but wonder if part of what we've lost and part of the the hesitation that we might have when it comes to moving and dancing, you know, I wonder if it has to do with the fact that we start to get in our head these ideas of, well, I'm not a good dancer mm -hmm. or I'm not trained, so I why, why am I going to do that? And yeah. we forget these other aspects that movement nourishes us. We forget about the fact that just moving is going to help your brain. We forget about the fact that it helps your bones and your mm -hmm. musculature. Mm -hmm. we, we forget about the fact that it is a way to connect with others or with history mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. And I think we get this stigma mm -hmm. of, well, I don't know how to dance, so I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do it because yeah. I think of, sorry, Victor, I'm going to, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. <laughs> my, my loving partner, Victor, but he's one of those people. He doesn't think he can dance. He doesn't like to dance, but he still, he moves. Like he does little mm -hmm. happy dances when yeah. he's not thinking about it. If he's excited yeah. about things, he'll kind of wiggle around, you know, right. and that's, that's dance. That's movement. Just because it's not choreographed to a beat. It doesn't mean you're not dancing. Yeah, yes, yes. I was thinking, um, I, I remember taking a jazz class and um, I was kind of excited because I wanted to learn these steps and I thought, oh, this will be good for me. And I showed up at class one day. There was We already had two of them and I showed up at class one day and she was, okay, we're just going to do freestyle and just go around the room and listen to music and just freestyle. And then we're just going to take a turn to lead us. And then we'll all mirror you in our freestyle. And I, 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 I froze. I was like, uh -uh, I can't, I, I can't do this. I ran out of the room and just sobbed in the bathroom when she, all she was asking was nothing. She was saying like, let's throw all the rules out. And pretty much she was saying, do whatever you want. I could have hopped like a bunny I could have raised my hands in the air. I could have done anything I wanted. I could have twirled like a little girl with a twirly dress. It didn't matter. And I was frozen. As soon as I went into freestyle, I froze. I needed her to tell me what to do. And I didn't know how to handle it. And that, that element of control, I mean, that is that is needing to be in control. And, and that's the whole thing that dance does. Dance reminds us, ah, nah. You don't have to be in control. Let the body do whatever the body wants. And I think that's what's so liberating is there is, you actually can't 
control doesn't work to dance. Like you really, it's the op, it's the one few times <laughs> you're you're given tons of permission to not be in control and to just let yourself express yourself. But it was, I remember that it was, and I couldn't get back in the classroom. Couldn't do it. Walked away, went home. <laughs> so huh. it's real. These are real things. You know, these are, this is, I, I don't, I know I'm not alone. Maybe not to extreme, but I do know I'm not alone in that, <gasps> you know, just free flow. And, and it has changed. I'm definitely very, very different now, but still that is part of my story is that fear and there is, there's a little bit of a leap that you have to take, I think. Mm-hmm. there. I think there is that fear. There is that control that we want to try and have, especially if you're in a setting like that where you know there's other people around. We're humans. We want to start comparing ourselves to others. Yes. We start thinking, well, that person looks really cool. Like, what do I look like when I'm dancing? And I mean, I think I've shared this story on our podcast before. Perhaps not. But I even have had moments in – I am somebody that has I've several, several hours of yeah. dance training, like <laughs> yes, several hours. Yeah, several and years. I years. Still, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I still have those moments. I still have those moments where I'm think, I don't feel comfortable just letting loose because of whatever, you know, mm-hmm. if it's because I think I'm being watched or because of the fact that I have training, I start to feel like I should be performing somehow or oh, I'm not doing a, a proper move. This this isn't right. And sometimes even for me, it's hard to get into the, that headspace of really, can I just let my body move? Yeah, yeah. Can I just let my body move to the rhythm? It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be a rhythm that's outside of myself. It can be my own rhythm. Yes. It can be the rhythm of my heartbeat. Get, yes. You know, it can, it can be the rhythm of my anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> You know, you you feel your emotions too. And Mm. and there's like this rhythm that your emotions give you. Can you dance to that? What does it look like if you just let go and take that leap? Yes. Yes. And I, you know, and I, as I'm journeying, I, when I start getting more and more relaxed about dancing and again, I I lowered my expectations. (laughs) I lowered my expectations. I brought my expectations way down so I could dance. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you're you're in like the 10% group. And so I was like, yay, I can do 10%. You know, I did not, I stopped comparing myself to the ones who just had this gift. And and so then I could belong. And I think that's important too in dance is not to compare yourself to other people that you perceive as better than you because you don't know their story. Like you, Brenda, saying, like, I can't even fathom that you would have moments of having to go let it go. Like, I can't fathom that. I've seen you dance, number one, and you're so talented. And I can't fathom that even you. And I think that's encouraging for people listening that even people that are professionally trained understand that that thing of just let it go you know and it's part of it's just we we all have it in some measure and um, and I remember taking a flamenco dance class when I worked at Fluvog and Andrea who was part of the Vancouver team 
And um, I took it, I loved it. Oh man, I loved it because your feet go one way and your hands go another. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. I never quite figured it out, but I just, I love that the hands, I could use my hands. <laughs> it's like, oh, I get to use my hands. Yes. <laughs> um, but I never quite figured it out. And I remember she was saying like, let it just feel it, like close your eyes and feel it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to do my, I'm going to do this little routine she just taught us and she put on the music and when I opened my eyes I was completely going the opposite direction they were all straight and I turned left somehow I turned left and so by the time I was done I was facing <laughs> facing left and, facing. and Andrea told me she was just laughing and but it's still it was that was me like that I know it's it's hysterically funny and in my memory it's so funny like if I think about it it brings me a lot of joy because I was in a safe place but I really let myself go to the point where I I was swimming against the current I wasn't even with the group (laughs) and she said she just watched me she just watched me do my own thing you know but there's something freeing about that you know just to just be yourself so yeah there is, there is. It, I have to ask, did you have your eyes closed throughout the whole routine? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, that is, that's amazing <laughs> because you reminding me when I was in, uh, when I was in university and doing my dance undergraduate, uh, it was a modern dance program. So, you know, it was very, there's a lot of hippies. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say it. They were, we, we were all very, you know, granola and... <laughs> Um, but there were some people that would always do classes with their eyes closed. And I remember there was the younger part of me that would sort of judge them sometimes. And I'm sorry if you're, you were one of those people and you happen to be listening to this now to know that I would judge you sometimes. (laughs) But looking back, Mm. it was, I think I judged them because I was jealous Mm. because they were so in tune. They were just listening to their bodies. Mm. They were just letting the music carry them. They were really allowing themselves to feel the movement. And there's something about closing your eyes when you're dancing, even if you're just doing a little dance in your chair. There's something about closing your eyes that really allows you to, I think, it helps center you into that space where Mm. you're not being as aware of all the external stimulus around you and you're really just focusing on your breath and your body. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the other thing I love about mm. dance is it does have this mind-body connection mm. that you don't necessarily get from other sports. Mm. Wow. I, other forms of and it triggers another thought, but I have a question for you. I mean, I want to take full advantage that we have you in these 30 minutes because I know you have perspective that I don't have, and I really, really want to hear from it. Um, that launched a memory for me where there was, it was several, several years ago, maybe in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, there was a video that went viral on YouTube and it was a music festival and the vibe and the energy was really, people were just, I, 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 all I remember is that people weren't really into it. Something was, whatever it was kind of flattened out. And this guy started dancing and he was so happy and he stood out like a sore thumb. So they started videoing him because he was the only one on this field, you know, uh, uh, this hill dancing. Well, by the time they were done, he had everyone dancing. And it went from one to thousands. And I remember being so inspired, like, 
it wasn't about how he danced. It was that the movement ignited something. And I think if we could lose sight of how you dance and focus more on the movement inside you, you just don't know what it's doing to somebody else, you know? So I wanted to ask you about that. How, what would you say to people like me and to listeners where to let go of how you dance? What, what do, what are some of the gold nuggets that you've learned along the way, especially when you're being choreographed, now you're going to perform like all the technique, like how does it work? And for you, like, what's your, what's your wisdom and insights? Oh, that's a great question, Karen. So I think for me as somebody that does have dance training, I have like two different buckets or two different lenses that I view dance through. I think there's the me that shows up and is being a dance professional. And then there's the me that is just dancing for my soul. Yeah. And, and they, sometimes they hold hands and they show up for me at the same time. Mm. And sometimes they don't. (laughs) And sometimes Mm. it it depends on the setting. So to answer your question, I'm going to speak through the, from the one that dances for my soul, (laughs) because I think that's more applicable. Um, To let go. Well, your example, actually, I think a great way if you are in a group of people is to find the other people that are dancing first, because Mm. like, that's such a perfect example I would guess that because he was just being himself and not caring what he looked like and just doing his thing, that was inspiring to others because then they realized, well, if that guy's doing that, and they probably were thinking some mean things in their head at first. They were probably like, wow, look at this dork, Mm. look at this weirdo, Mm. whatever. But then it likely triggered Mm. something and they were like, well, wait, if he's doing it, I can do it. Yeah. So I think – if you're lucky enough to, <laughs> to like have somebody else around you that's already doing the thing, let them inspire you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, though, being goofy and bringing a playfulness to mm-hmm. it, I think always really helps when I find myself in those places. If you ever see me on a casual dance floor, I more than likely am being the biggest weirdo out there. Like, mm. I'm doing finger guns. I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like dancing like I'm in the 70s. I'm doing all these kinds of things. And like, I'm just being a big ham. And for me, that's a way, I think Hmm. for myself, it's like forcing me to get outside my comfort zone because if I'm doing goofy things, then no one can judge me. Hmm. So any of that judgment that I think that I have think or perceive might be there, it's thrown out the door and I'm any of that control that maybe I thought I was missing, I'm taking, I'm taking it back by mm-hmm. choosing to dance goofily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I find that most of the time that does inspire other people around me to start moving too. Mm-hmm. Like I love an empty dance floor at a wedding or something. I will just go into the middle of it and start doing the weirdest stuff. And it's almost like you're lowering the expectations. You're bringing it way down so that everyone can play. Right. So let me, let me show you, you know, you're taking it to a level so that everyone can participate and it's an even playing field. Definitely. This is so good because you're right. The goofy thing now, um, I have a lot of joy 
when I dance, it's I'm dancing because it's fun and I'm having fun and I want to have fun with the people I'm with. And so there's no, there are no hindrances, but I know joy it gets me to dance. This lightness in the air, this we're all just have a let's go dance, you know, like that. Okay. And there's, you know, that we're not, nobody's taking each other seriously. And that's a relief. That's that just relaxes me. And I, really enjoy it so i like what you said about the goofy because it's true if you go in lighthearted, you go in lighthearted and not taking yourself so seriously and it's and you start warming up and next thing you know you're telling each other try that move okay you try that move like i remembered one time uh, dancing and trying break dancing <laughs> which i couldn't do <laughs> couldn't do it but Hey, everybody was trying and I thought, well, sure, I'll try the worm. I'll try the, you know, the spin on your back and I'll try the moonwalk, <laughs> you know? So I, but it was fun because the atmosphere was like, try this and let's try that. And, you know, and I think that's, that's, what's really great. And you make me think, you know what I miss, Karen? I miss um, dances that are more, I don't know if organized is the right word that I'm looking for, mm. but I'm thinking of things like the electric slide the macarena yeah. like i miss yeah. those things where it just becomes this community dance that everybody knows mm-hmm. and you hear the song mm-hmm. and it's just like oh i know this one this is a simple two step or it's the macarena or and those mm-hmm. things that just can get us up because there's already a move to it and you get and mm-hmm. you start to feel that energy of the community and the people around you mm-hmm. i think that those those sorts of things can be really great catalyst as well yeah. so Maybe, you know, if you're at a wedding and no one's dancing, you can see if they have the Macarena and (laughs) toss that on. I guarantee you people will get up and start dancing. I, I, that's funny you should say it because I remember being with a friend of mine in Vancouver and we went and watched the Whitecaps soccer game, Vancouver's Whitecaps. And then we walked from there to a little microbrewery in Yaletown and then it was the Canucks playing on the screen. So we went from one to another and but we were having we were just it's so happy and it was just fun because it was just you know the cheering of the crowds and then people were cheering for this team and and so we started the what's that you know the what do you call when you hold each other's um, waist and you and you go through and you make a like a train you know like you hold each other da 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 oh like the cha 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 yeah yeah we did that so we just started but it wasn't us that started. There was this group of people and they, we, they, we thought they were hilarious and they started doing it, just the two, three of them. And we we're like, oh, they're so funny. So they, we were drawn to them. And next thing you know, we had probably a 30 person line going through and it wasn't, there was nowhere to dance. It was just a microbrewery and we were going through and we, we were having such a blast. And it's, you're right. Like there's that there, it does influence the people around you. Like you see a few people having fun and then you join in and next thing you know, everybody's participating. Right. And I may not initiate it like Brenda does. I may not be the first on the dance floor, but I will be the seventh. I will be the twelfth. So I thank you for saying that community piece. I think there's people listening, including myself, that need to be reminded that dancing is part of belonging. Definitely. Yeah, it's part of belonging and it's also individual. And I think that's what is so hmm. cool about it. Yeah, you know, yes. It's a way to, yes. because it's individual in the sense that it, you can yes. also connect with yourself. It's yeah. also a way to be more in tune with your own body yeah. and your, you know, yourself. 
Anyhow, we are reaching the end of our time. So I think this is our time for our closing words. Um, Karen, would you like to start your closing thoughts? Do you know, (laughs) I actually think the stage is yours, no pun intended. I I would love to hear, (laughs) I would love for you to close this out. Yeah. Okay. So my closing thoughts for this episode, again, I think I really want all of you listening to come away from this with a little bit of more confidence or perhaps you already had some, so now you have more, mm-hmm. in the knowledge that dance is fun and it is for everyone. Everyone can dance. It, there's still movement in your body. And even just like the rhythm of your heartbeat and mm-hmm. finding that and breathing with that, that's a dance. That's a dance mm-hmm. that's in your body and in your soul. So I want everyone to feel empowered to to feel that they can dance Mm -hmm. no matter who you are. And I have one little call to action. It's something that I think is a really fun uh, way to get into dancing. If you are somebody that is excited and wants to go on this journey, there's this thing called dance church. It was Mm -hmm. founded by a dancer and choreographer named Kate Wallach uh, in 2010 and it's a nonprofit organization and they host, um, online now they they do it virtually it used to always be in person but they host weekly movement classes that are meant for all people all abilities Mm -hmm. and it's a mixture of just some straightforward like calisthenics with a little bit of choreography but you don't have to do the choreography you're also encouraged to just find your own thing it's set to pop music it's really encouraging um the people that teach it are trained dancers but they are bringing their they're not bringing their trained dancers selves Mm. like they are in the Mm. sense that they like you know they're movers and shakers but it is so welcoming it's such a great environment something i found out about when i first moved to seattle it's great you know eight years ago or so um i highly recommend it to Mm. anyone that is curious about how you can add movement to your life and i hope you all go dance now yes i'll see you over there i'll see you on the dance floor (laughs) yeah we'll see you on the dance floor and next week for our next episode of do that well thanks for listening